want to make one announcement before I begin this morning. Not this coming week, but the week following, uh, we're going to start kind of trying to declutter the church. So teachers, if you have things in your room that you don't want thrown out, <laughs> mark them somehow or position them so we know, but we're going to get rid of a lot of things or take him over to Hope Center. Uh, also upstairs, we've got a room up there we need to clean out. So uh, we're going to clean out the room under the stairs down below. So if you've got things in there that are important to you, because there's a lot of clutter, and I'm not sure what you want or what we need, uh, somehow let me know. We're going to probably start, I'm, I'm going to try and just bring down my old pickup and we'll just set it out here and we'll just fill it up as we go. And the weekend after that is the dumping over at the major dump site. So we kind of just want to get some room and make some room here where we've got things in the church that we haven't year, used in years. So I'm thinking it's time to get rid of them. And uh, so anyway, just kind of giving you fair warning. Hallelujah. John? Oh, somebody say something. What do you think? Do you want to have potluck next week? It's Valentine's Day. I'm thinking let's call it off. Uh, my wife does enough work <laughs> without having to feed me on Valentine's Day, so we'll figure something out on that. Maybe we'll move it up a week or something, but we'll talk about that later. John? Can you describe to me what power is, scientifically or mathematically? Is there a formula for power? Okay. 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 So power kind of works with energy along those lines. I mean, you know. Right. Okay. 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 And there are different types of power, as you're explaining. There are probably electrical power. There's probably physical power. Yeah. Not really? Just all power? Okay. 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 Well, I want to speak to you about power today, even though I don't know much about it, <laughs> as John spoke about it. I want to just uh, let's begin to think about power. You know, I, I, I was just thinking as a man, I love to see powerful things in, in our interpretation of powerful things a team of horses that pull huge, mighty loads, you know, maybe tractors, maybe even men. I, I love watching the world's strongest man. I don't know if you've ever watched that. These guys are incredible. I mean, you know, and I just think, man, how do they do that? I, <laughs> I watched it this year, and there was a young man from the Ukraine. He actually won the whole thing, weighed 300 pounds, which was small, actually, for them, and... uh he lifted 1,184 pounds deadlift, and that was a new world's record. And I thought, wow, you know, I mean, everybody, as the announcers were talking about him, they thought, you know, this guy probably won't make it very far in this deadlift because he's so small compared to the others. There's guys 400 and above, you know, 6'8", 400 pounds, and just monsters of men, but he was strong. He had a lot of power to him, and uh, 
It was just amazing to watch and fun to watch. I mean, he was just excited about what he could do, you know, and I was just thinking about that. We as Christians probably, if we really honestly would answer, we'd probably say that one thing we'd really like to see is the power of God moving in our lives, you know. And uh, I'm going to just share with you a little bit about what the Bible talks about with power. First of all, I think we all realize that all power is coming from God, you know. Even the strength that that young man had, in all reality, came from God. You know, he might have trained and grown stronger, but still, you know, the power is of God, I think. That's the gift that God had given him and the body that God had given him. But I want to just, uh, you think about, first of all, Jesus, you know, his disciples came to him and said, teach us how to pray, you know. And he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So the power is God's. The life that we're living, we need God's power. You know, I don't need to be able to lift a thousand pounds. I need God's power surging through my body. And we're going to talk about it a little bit this morning just the different effects of it. But I want to read a couple more scriptures. I want to go to Matthew chapter 26 and verse 64. And this is when uh, Jesus is before Caiaphas, the high priest. And I'm going to start in 62. And the high priest arose and said unto him, talking about Jesus, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God, tell thou, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, nevertheless I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. So I want you to think about it. We know that Jesus is seated in heavens at the right hand of God. And Jesus said, you shall see me sitting at the right hand of power. So this, this kind of goes along with what we're talking about. God is power. God is the power uh, that we need. Uh, turn over just a little bit to Matthew 28. Verse 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, talking about his disciples, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. All power has been given to Jesus Christ. The power that the Father had, he has bestowed upon his Son. And in all reality, what is being said here is Jesus is saying, I'm giving it to you. Get busy. Get busy. Hallelujah. There's a scripture in, in Romans 13, 1 that says, There is no power but of God. No power but of God. You know, you look in the world today and you think, well, there's a lot of power struggles going on and a lot of people, you know, vying for the position of the greatest power. But in all reality, God is the other only power, excuse me, the only power. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to those of us who believe, it is the power of God. 
It is the power of God. I want you just to begin to think about this a little bit. I was thinking about power, and uh, I was just thinking about a car. According, you know, and kind of comparing it to our Christian life. When you go out and get in your car and you turn the key, there's an electrical power system that kind of takes over if it's working right. And your engine will turn over and fire up. It kind of is working hand in hand with the, the fuel that you burn in your rig, but in all reality, it's the electric surge of power that turns the starter, that turns the motor, and it gets you going. And I was thinking, that's what salvation is. When we come to Jesus Christ and we, you know, confess our sins to him, it's like the key is turned on. The motor has started. Really what had happened spiritually is that our spiritual man is awakened. He kind of begins to purr a little bit, you know, and begin to get ready for action. But there are a lot of people, I believe, in the church today that have had their motor started and have gone nowhere. You know, just because you're saved doesn't mean that you're being effective for God. In all reality, you've just been awakened to the reality that there is a God. And you begin to realize that, you know, you have a spirit that's being talked to by the Spirit of God and, you know, you can do with that whatever you want, but until you get to moving, really, what good has it done? You know, I guess it's taken you out of darkness and placed you in light, but Jesus' desire was just like what he told his disciples here, go ye into all the world. You know, I've started your engine, put it in gear, let's get going here. And it takes a different power to do that than it did to start your motor. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. I just want to read some scriptures here again. Hallelujah. In Romans, uh, I think it's chapter 1, yes. I want to turn there, actually. Let's turn there and read these scriptures. I think most of you probably know this scripture. And it's 15 through 17. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome, or that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Hope you're understanding what I'm getting at here. We hear the word of God as sinners, as those that do not know God. We begin to get an inkling of what's going on here. And then we say to Jesus, I accept you. I know what you're saying is true. I know you are the Christ. And he turns the key. And it starts. We've received salvation. The gospel has come into our hearts and we receive salvation by it. But it shouldn't stop there. It shouldn't stop there. If we have received the gospel of Christ and it brings salvation to us, what will it do for others? 
the same thing. You know, as the gospel goes forth, it will change the lives of people. Hallelujah. It is the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation. But I want you to think about one more thing. You know, we've been talking about slowing down this year. I want you to think about what Jesus told his disciples. Tarry ye, slow down. <laughs> Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be filled with power from on high. And we know, I, I hope you know, that that's speaking of the power of the Holy Ghost in filling us. I've been hearing teachings off and on throughout my years, and lately even I've heard some people talk about, well, when you're saved, you receive the Holy Ghost. You do not. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, you do not. If you receive the Holy Ghost when you accepted Christ, his disciples would have had no need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I know the Holy Ghost hadn't been sent, but at the same time, his disciples were saved. As soon as they heard Jesus say, follow me, and they followed, they were saved. That's just what it is with us. Jesus just says to us, follow me, and we follow and we're saved. And you can go into Acts and see in a couple different places where people that knew Christ received us the Spirit of God later in their ministry. But Jesus said, you need to tarry until this happens to you so that you can be my witnesses. Where? In actuality, all the world. In all the world. So there's a power that comes through the gospel of Christ that brings us to a place of salvation. And then the author of all power gives us power to become witnesses. And it happens differently. It comes differently. It's a separate thing. It's just like with your car. You can start it and sit in there all you want and push the pedal, and it'll rev and rev and rev, but you won't go anywhere. You've got to put that in gear and get the power of the gears and all the motor and the transmission and all of it working together. And that's what Jesus said he was doing when he gave us the Holy Ghost. You know, we've been talking about in Sunday school about Jesus said, I come to testify of truth. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and it shall set you free. It shall set you free to do that which he has called you to do. Hallelujah. So the truth of the matter is, is that while we receive salvation through the gospel, the gospel also tells us through the words of Jesus Christ that we need to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You shall receive power. More power. Maybe power beyond belief. I mean, just think about it. God is all-powerful, right? If we have availability to that, doesn't that make us all-powerful? <laughs> I mean, you think about it. You know, I'm, I, I look back in the Old Testament, and Samson, I don't know how much the gate and the hinges and the doors and the posts weighed on that city that he packed away. Maybe they were over 1,100 pounds. He picked them up and took off with them. God gives us power, whether it's physical or spiritual. It's according to what he needs us to do. And I think right now it's spiritual power that we need. We need to begin to see the power of God manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through signs and wonders. That's not our power. That's God's power working through us. And that's what we need. So we really need to begin to realize, hey, I need this Holy Spirit. I need this infilling of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. The power of God in us. I just love that, just to think about, you know, we have this gift in earthen vessels. I don't know what hinders that moving of God at times. Maybe it's just we can't handle it. You know, I want you just to think about Lucifer. Uh, I mean, even just talk about that a little bit this morning. He's our adversary. But you know what he started out as? He was the worship leader of heaven. The word Lucifer is only mentioned one time in the Bible. After that, it goes to Satan, the devil, so on and so forth. But in that name, the meaning is Hallel. A song of praise. Hallelujah. Praise be to our God. So really what it's talking about was Lucifer was created, and it talks about how he was created perfectly and how he was dressed with jewels just beyond our imagination probably. It actually, his name also means the morning star, which if you know anything about Scripture, now Jesus is the morning star. He was the worship leader of heaven. I believe his job was to fill heaven with the praises of God continually. Hallelujah. I know he had other jobs than that. It says that he walked amongst the stones of fire. But I think in my mind, I picture him as walking about leading worship throughout the heavens. But you know what happened to him? He got lifted up because of the power that God had given him to do this. He began to look at himself and think, you know, look at what I'm doing here. You know, I think sometimes that hinders us in maybe God doing things through us. We, we might not be humble enough at the moment to do that. I don't know. Hallelujah. But by lifting himself up and taking pride in who he was and what God had made him, instead of realizing that the power was of God, he was taking that power upon himself, he became the enemy of God, the arch enemy of God, the opponent, the accuser. Hallelujah. So I want you just to begin to think about this, you know. The power of God. The power of God. There's power in his gospel. There's power in his Holy Spirit. And he said, we must tarry until we receive that power. If we don't, we'll never be able to be his witnesses. When that power comes upon us, we will witness in our towns, in our, in our counties, in our state, in our country, and beyond. So I want you to begin to think about the power of God. Are you allowing the power of God to work within your life? Have you accepted all the power that God has available to you? Hallelujah. And do you recognize that the things that God does through you is because of his power in you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's probably other examples in the Bible. I was just thinking of Saul, King Saul. He was a man that was head and shoulders above any other man, it says. He became arrogant in, what, in who he was and what he was. And God replaced him with a young man. 
<laughs> named David. Small in stature. Mighty in spirit, though. Hallelujah. So I want to just encourage you this morning, get hold of the power of God. You know, seek it out, find it. The Bible says that, you know, when Jesus said that, when I send you the spirit, he will lead you into all truth. And as we said before, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. See, God's desire was in sending us the Holy Spirit to set us free from the bondage of this world. And I think probably in our Sunday school, we're kind of going to get into that a little bit. You know, what we've been deceived by in this world, the things that it's been telling us and the things that we've been listening to from this world. But we need to have the power of God working in our lives to reveal to us the full truth of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for your word. Lord, and that your word is truth. And Father, that you did say that you would send the Holy Spirit who would lead us into all truth. So Lord, I just pray that, Father, as we've heard this message, our hearts would begin to picture, Lord, the infilling of the Holy Spirit as needful. Lord, it's not something we received as we were saved. I mean, maybe in some instances it did come at that time. But for most part, Lord, it's not your spirit that saves us. It's the quickening spirit of Christ that comes into us. Hallelujah. Jesus, come into my life, and he quickens our heart. And then we ask for the Holy Spirit to come in, and he leads us into the truth that Jesus spoke of and that he said he would reveal to us and that he would show us the Father by. Hallelujah. I just thank you for the ears that are here this morning. Lord, I pray that they have heard, the Father, that it has gone through the ears into the heart. Lord, help us to understand your purpose in our walk with you. And Lord, that your power is there to work through us for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we've come to do the will of the Father and the will of him, his will, the one that has sent us, not our own will. We talked about this last week, Lord. Goes along with us, Lord. Help us to be humble. But Lord, help us to know who we are in you and what we have available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.